0: Welcome to Run with Purpose. This is episode number seven. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores and I'm so glad you found this podcast. Would love if you to subscribe to the podcast. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. And I would like to say, Happy National Podcast Day. I didn't know that was an actual thing. Um, until I was on the socials today and I saw like, Hey, it's national podcast day. Um, I guess it's to say something, but the, the, I guess the weird thing is, is technically it's not national podcast day. When you guys are listening to this, it would be Monday the 30th. That's when this is, uh, being recorded. And that is national podcast day for whatever reason. I think, uh, one of my friends had posted a picture. I think at the, the library, they had a whole section of books or whatever, of people that have podcasts, I'm guessing, which is a reason why they, um, said it had like a national podcast thing and it had a bunch of people that had podcasts, mostly comedians. I saw like Jim Gaffigan's book and then a couple other comedians books as well. Um, yeah, cause they have some pretty funny podcasts. You should check them out if you have not already. Uh, this has been a crazy week. So last week had the episode, um, kind of talking about the work-life balance thing. I went off of like a real tangent there. Real reason is, is I couldn't say it then. I could say it now. Um, I have a new day job. So that whole transition, it was kind of finding what was important to me and, um, yeah, really just breaking down into what I wanted to do. Um, that's all I'll say about that, I guess. <laughs> um, over the weekend, I did the 5K for K9 uh, supporting Friends of the Shelter here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Kayla was actually a sponsor for this. So she has a dog treat business called All For Them Dog Treats. Um, you can find them on the socials um, at All For Them. I think it's just All For Them Dog Treats. I think that's what we made it as. But she makes these local uh, treats that are, you know, all human grade, um, ingredients and, you know, they're made with natural ingredients. They're really healthy for your dog. So if you're interested in dog treats, you should reach out to me about that. But, but yeah, she was uh, sponsoring this race and because she was sponsoring it, um, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to be over there already. Um, helping her with her tent and selling and, and talking about the brand and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I might as well run the race as well. So I registered, um, paid my dues. I didn't get a free registration because we were sponsoring, um, paid my $35 or whatever it was signed up for the race. And I hadn't run since Morgantown and I'll we'll actually get into Morgantown a little bit later, but I hadn't run anything since Morgantown. And I was like, there's two things I can do. I can either just take this easy Or I can try to race it and like loosen up the legs, which seems like a stupid idea, but that's what I did. Anyways, I got to the starting line and I didn't see anyone that looked like they were too crazy fast. I saw a lady that at the very front, I was like, she's going to win the entire thing. She's going to be any guy that's here, hands down. And she did. Um, and then I saw like a kid with a cross country shirt on another guy that looked way too serious. And I was like, well, if I can hang with those guys, it might be good. Um, but I didn't really know. You never know how with well these races starts, you, you know, I'm judging book by its cover for sure. Um, yeah. So we took off and realized quickly that I could be in a top pack. Um, and I, I mean, you guys know me, I'm not, I'm not very fast at all. So this is a very small 5k that, um, my time of just over 20 minutes it was like 20 minutes, 38 seconds, uh, got me fourth place overall. Third mail, which was awesome, but it was also short of a 5K. So I was like, oh, it's a PR. And then I was like, and then I looked at my watch, and my watch only said 2.88 miles or 2.89 miles. I think it was what Strava put up. So I'm like, is it really a PR? I'm like, my paces were there, but it's like, it stinks because it said it was like a 638 average pace, and my lowest mile was 702. So I'm like, hmm, how can you run a 638 when your lowest mile is faster than that, uh, or slower than that, rather? So yeah, that's the whole thing. But we were able to do a little bit of marketing for it. Uh, basically, like, look, I'm wearing an All For Them shirt. Please take pictures of me and my medal to to promote that. So not to not to glamour myself, but really to, to push out on All For Them. So All For Them dog treats, you can find them at All For Them, fur them, dot dog. Yeah, I know. It's weird. When I saw the dot .dog domain names, I was like, I didn't know that was a real thing. But I will buy them. Thank you. Um. What else happened this weekend? Oh, yesterday, Berlin Marathon. So congratulations to anyone that uh, had the opportunity to run that race. I did a few years ago. It was an amazing race. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. I really hope to be able to go back there at some point and run that again. But two seconds off the world record. Just just nuts. I w- that would kill me to be like, oh, I just ran for two hours. And if I would have ran just a little faster for each mile, could have gotten the world record. But, you know, that's what we say every single time of, hey, they can run sub two hours, which Ilya Kipchovi is going, I think it's in two weeks. In two weeks is when they're out trying to run that, um, run that course and seeing if they can get sub two, which I mean, if there's anyone that can do it, it's definitely going to be him. So that'll be exciting to watch as well. But, um, yeah, it was like a wet and warm run. It was a weird weather day in Berlin. It was wet when, when I ran it and the streets and the cups cause they don't use paper cups they use the plastic cups. I think, yeah, it was plastic cups. So it's like, you're the crunch. And it's, it, it's a thing. It's a weird thing. Um, so yeah, I, I can't imagine it being very fun to run that, um, at all, much less as, as the leaders having to deal with all that jazz, but yeah. So Morgantown, Um, if you had not have the opportunity, the uh, race recap is up on the website. So you can check that out at flores.run. Uh, should be a scroll down? It should be right there. But the idea I wanted to talk about today is kind of how I plan for events. Um, and I wanted to kind of start with the Morgantown example of how I shouldn't have been planning for an event. Like the Morgantown event was one of those where I could have planned a lot better. I'm trying to make sure the AC is not hitting the mic. Uh, I could have planned for that race a lot better, but you know, it's how it all works. But basically Morgantown Marathon, in Morgantown, West Virginia was two Sundays ago. And that weekend was a busy one for me. The seven line army uh, Mets group that travels around to different ballparks. They do a lot at Citi Field as well, but they travel um, to ballparks all around the country and basically bring like, you know, 800 to 1500 Mets fans, basically buy out a section and the Mets take over, uh, you know, one of the games. So it's really cool having like this, like home field type of feel when you're at a away game, the Mets at the time were still kind of in the hunt, um, for the postseason. It was a long shot, but they still had a shot. Um, but damn, Brewers couldn't stop winning, but they better beat the nationals. That's all I have to say. I think that'll be, I think that's tonight after the, once this episode airs, it's that same night. So hopefully Brewers pull it off against the Nationals. But but yeah, so we had the game in Cincinnati. Originally I thought it was a one o'clock game. Turns out it was wrong. It was a four o'clock game. So I put the whole timeline on the blog, but basically drove to Cincinnati, drove back to to Columbus, um, picked up Bella, drove to Morgantown, got to Morgantown at 1 a.m., uh, got in bed around 1.30-ish, I think. Um, the alarm went off at 4.50 to, to get ready to run. So, you know, just a little over three hours of sleep um, after being on my feet and screaming and cheering and sobbing after they lost the game. Um, just that, that whole whirlwind of everything and then getting to the race with little sleep. Um, my friend Chad was supposed to run the full with me. He backed down to the half because something about he's a pansy. Uh no, somebody he's he's uh dealing with some injuries for the last like five years that he keeps blaming on things when he doesn't have a good <clears throat> a good training run. But so Chad went down to the half marathon, but we still hung out in the morning, he picked up my bib and stuff like that, and then uh yeah, I mean the race was tough, really, really hilly course. Um and then the weather it was super hot, clouds went away, you spent a lot of time on just open country roads with no shade or anything like that. So that'll definitely break you down, you know, and then, you know, not sleeping doesn't really help. And there wasn't much nutrition on the course other than Gatorade and water. There was like one stop that had like honey stinger and some gels and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was tough. First half I ran pretty good. Um, I lost the pace around probably mile 17 ish. Um, and then kind of had like a walk run, mostly walk, uh, through the last bit, but you know what state number 32 checked off the list, uh, two more races this year and we can call 2019 a thing. I think K- Kayla and I keep talking about when we're going to, when I'm going to try to complete this, this journey by, and really at this rate, it might be just another two years. So we don't want to rush through it. And I'll kind of get into that in and, um, a little bit of my uh, planning and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fun time, but yeah, check out the blog on the, uh, on Flores, run. I have like a bunch of pictures and stuff that Kayla took, you know, she's, she's a trooper too. You know, she did a lot of the driving that weekend. Um, I just drove us to the ball stadium and back and she drove all the way out to Morgantown and then all the way back home, you know, super tired. She had a busy week as well. And then we went back into a busy week. So yeah, it's just been absolutely nuts. She's actually gone again tonight. (laughs) Um, that's that's why I'm able to get these recordings done on Monday evening. So I'll have to prep them too much, but, um, kind of to give you a little bit of the background on how I plan races, like again, Morgantown was probably a bad example of how to plan a race. Cause it was just a stupid busy weekend, you know, just doing way too much, not really enjoying the moment and kind of in, in, in uh, what's where I'm looking for, like involving myself in everything that like Morgantown had to offer, if you will, like not that there's much we would have done, Differently, had we gotten to Morgantown earlier, we probably just would have had dinner there, and I would have actually slept. Um, but it did make for a little tiresome um, trip out there. But usually, most of my uh, runs or ideas for races and runs and stuff like that starts in runningintheusa.com. Um, if you guys haven't checked out this website, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I can't promote these guys enough. Kayla found it. I don't know where we were coming back. We were coming back from some race many, many moons ago. And she found this website and had like a 50 state tracker where you can see like, they're like back to back weekend stuff and where you can find, um, the distance between them. Or if you're doing 50 states, it has like the weekend list. So you can say what races are in what states kind of thing and playing out the weekends. It just has a bunch of really cool tools and they do a pretty good job. Like you can submit races to it, but they do a pretty good job like searching active.com or, um, what is it? Uh, race athlete or whatever the the one is that are athlinks I think it is that links a bunch of your races together, but they kind of link all the different sites. And so you have information. So it's a pretty good database. Obviously it's not inclusive of everything because they can't hit every race, but it's a pretty decent list of the kind of races that are available to run. So, you know, marathons and really they have have everything. So they have all the way down to five Ks like hangries on there every single year, um, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, check out that if you're, you're looking for planning races. And then what I like to do is I'd like to try to plan out my year if possible. Obviously things can come up and things can happen, but kind of give a rough idea of where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing at the specific times and have a schedule. So I have actually a Google drive, um, a Google sheet full, um, that has all the races I've completed like the state. So I can highlight and see what I've got left to do. And then kind of races that interest me, put them on there and put them in the calendar. So it's basically a spreadsheet that Kayla and I share so we can kind of keep track of, of my thoughts. Cause I can get off the, the deep end sometime, but when you're planning like a specific race, you know, make your schedule make sense. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo yourself and trying to get too many races in a certain time, but you also don't want to like limit yourself. So it's that balance of, you know, if you can do it back to back and you've been training, you can do that, then you know, knock it out, make it happen. But if you're just like, just trying to do races to do races, I think it goes back to like my goals thing, kind of thing of like, find out why you're doing what you're doing. Cause that is going to make a huge difference in how you see whatever you did. If that makes any sense, like you're not going to really enjoy it as much if you're just doing it to do it. That's my personal opinion. Um, once I get the schedule, I, f- I try to figure out if I'm going to fly or drive. Um, Kayla's, Kayla and I's initial thought was 14 hours was the furthest we would drive because we'd split it over two days. Um, we've kind of cut that back down to 12 hours is really the furthest we want to drive. Um, I guess it helps because we've gotten a lot of the states out that are in that 14 hour range but when we went to Texas in February, we had a, it was like a 17 hour drive each way. And that was just, that was miserable. We only took a day on each end. Um, yeah, that was just a lot of driving. I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. So, you know, fine, you know, not that you want to pick races based off where you can be, but you know, maybe be closer to a big city (laughs) or, you know, if you want to rent a car, you know, so be it, but you don't want to be too far away from things. You want to be able to fly if you can, um, from a cheap, uh, from a expense aspect that I put versus train, I guess you could take a train as well. We don't have like a huge train network in Ohio to take me anywhere, but like Chicago, like Chicago, probably Pittsburgh. I think the Amtrak runs that way. Um, but yeah, I would never take the train over in higher. I did use to take that one. I lived in North Carolina. I went to New York once or twice, um, taking the Amtrak, which isn't bad. So, I mean, if you're on the East coast, the Amtrak's great. I don't know if there's, uh, I don't know what Amtrak schedule is on the West coast as well, but Hey, maybe. Um, and then what else did I write here? I've got uh, hotels versus Airbnb. So I have a, I don't know. I have a mixed opinion with this. It depends on really the length of the trip for me, I guess. Um, if we're just doing like a single nighter kind of thing, I prefer the hotel, um, because usually Kaylee can get breakfast and it's usually just easier um, you know, most Airbnbs you need, you have to wash the dishes and you have to clean, you basically clean up after yourself. I guess it's coming down to, no, I'm just lazy. <laughs> you know, at an Airbnb, you need to clean up after yourself, kind of make the place back to what it was prior to you being there where the hotel is just like, now nah, this is what it is. Just enjoy it. So if it's a shorter trip, I usually always pick a hotel because it's simple just to get a single night. You don't have to wait to be a check-in with somebody else and get a key or whatever the case might be. Every once in a while we'll get the Airbnbs that have the key codes, which are really nice. So we can check in whenever we want. But usually hotels work well for that. If I'm doing any more than one night or if we want to, if we know we're going to get somewhere early, like we're splitting it up over two days, um, we'll sometimes get an Airbnb just so we have like a more comfortable place to hang out. It's not always the best to just like sit on the hotel bed, you know, just sit there and be like, oh, this is great. I'm going to sit here all afternoon. But if you know you had a couch and stuff like that, or a cool looking place that was in a cool looking neighborhood, or I don't know. We found that when we were in Oregon, um, it was after the race, but the Airbnbs were just really, really nice. But again, that was a multiple day stay. So if it's definitely, if it's multiple day stay, I would say 90% of the time we're doing Airbnb. Um, again, if it's in a big city and it's available, so be it. Sometimes if you're in a smaller city, it's not the easiest done because I really don't want to share a room. Like we only do the full places. I wonder who, how many people actually do the shared room kind of things or share like just private room. That would just be weird. And I, I guess my brother did that in St. Louis. We went there for actually a seven line game and it was like a shared room kind of thing. It was like an open floor, but it was a real weird situation. Yeah, it was super weird. She just like had like a, almost like one of those like changing curtains. It was kind of like separating the bedrooms but it was like, it, it was, it was weird. Had a single bathroom that wasn't a big enough for one person, much less like when you had four people staying there when there was three adults and two kids. Yeah. Oh, that was a, that was an interesting trip. But, um, the other thing I like to do is, you know, obviously when you're playing finding your place, I got to reposition here. The uh, when you're finding your place lo- location is pretty important. So you want to make sure you're not too far away from the start finish or or towards things where you can get food or um, if you need to be close to an airport or rental cars or whatever the case might be. Make sure your location fits what you need. But the the thing I like to do is I make I use Google Maps for this create a map function. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's like hidden into it. It's like called My Places, and you can create basically a custom map. And on that map, you can do directions. You can do, um, just individual locations of like actual places or just drop pins and like name them. But with that, you can share that with, you know, friends and family and that sort of thing. So it's definitely helpful for people that want to like watch you or see you be like, Hey, this is a corner. This corner is mile five. Uh, so I expect to see at mile five and this is the time I'll be there. And it helps them because they can get directions directly at that point. Like they can tap that in Google maps and say, I want to get directions to this point. Exactly. Um, that's super helpful, but it also helps me visualize everything of where we're going to be staying. Um, so I usually mark out the course, I find any breweries that are in the area and then like some dinner options and they go, okay, based on the concentration of all this stuff, where do I want to stay? And that kind of guides me into the direction where I want to stay. You know, if we, if everything is further away from the race course and Kayla's going to have to drive around anyways, then, you know, then I'm not too worried about it. Um, like if the course, like it, it was in Brookings where it was like super tight, I wanted Kayla to find like where we can hit the four or five points, you know, put the race map on there cause you can upload a GPX file and actually have the course outline and stuff like that. It's super cool. Um, I use it for vacations. I use it for races. I use it for literally anything that I need to like point out maps. It's super awesome. Um, yeah. And that's really like the planning stage of like getting to the race and the location and stuff like that. But some like hints that are tips that I've, realize over the years traveling through all these states is you know try to try to make some time to stay afterwards even if it's just for a little bit like it's lunch or dinner that sort of thing um i know too far too often we just leave right after the races and there's a lot in cities that, that could offer um that we kind of just miss out on kayla and i aren't big like history or museum folks well first, i like museums i like seeing the stuff but it doesn't have any like I'm not smart in history, so I couldn't explain you anything I saw or know some of its relevance. Um, I just think look, things look cool, like art and stuff like that. I just think it looks pretty cool. don't really care who did it. Um, I'm not like a snob of, oh, I only look at these, this artist. I can't even name artists. That's how bad, I, that's, how, that's, what, that's how much I know but don't try to rush out of the towns, I guess is a thing to say. I know uh, it's, it would be nice to stay around as long as you could, but you know, especially with schedules and, you know, hitting a Saturday race or a Sunday race, it's like, well, I hit that for a reason I got to get back to town or be back home or anything like that. So sometimes I feel rushed when we go through these states, but I think other times we'll, we'll try to do it one way or the other. So we'll either get there early on like a Friday if it's a Saturday race or early on the Saturday, if it's a Sunday race and kind of do a little bit beforehand, but we're kind of limited because we don't want to be on my feet a lot and stuff like that. But it's like you go to a lot of cities and it's like, here's another zoo or an aquarium. I'm like, no, I don't need to see another zoo or another aquarium. A lot of times we just drive around and, you know, try to find like a cool spot, like a, a, a trendy part of town and just see what's going on over there. Even if it's just sitting on a park bench and just people watching, you know, that's one of Kayla and I's favorite things to do together is just people watch and try to figure out what kind of conversations people are having. Um, that's always a fun game as well. But that's really like the general idea of how I plan races. I spend way too much time on running in the USA.com and kind of track it out right now with not as many states left. It's becoming a little more challenging to plan out races, um, oh, I guess the other thing I didn't say, and I, I hinted this, or I talked about this rather in, I think the first episode is I don't really do races that don't support anything. So that's also a thing when I'm picking out races, I guess that's another option, but that's kind of a, that's a different kind of topic. It's not necessarily planning your trip, but picking out races itself. There's a, a few things to, maybe I'll do an episode on that. Kind of like a few red flags that you can find in how races work. They'll word things certain ways, like when I say I don't do races unless they support something. Sometimes they'll word things that they support causes, but really it's you have to fundraise for the cause. Like your cost doesn't go in there, but it's the additional it's the additional fundraising is what actually goes over there. So that can kind of be an interesting way of making it seem like they're doing something good when they're really not. So yeah, that's uh, that's my take. On that, But I'd love to hear from you and kind of just understand how you guys planned for races or travel for, for events and that sort of thing. It's definitely a, uh, it's definitely something that can be kind of overwhelming and daunting, especially if it's an area that you've never been to before, but I don't know. I think it's, it's worth it to try to see a local area. Um, to kind of, you know, get the gist of everything there. But yeah, that is everything I have to talk about planning. You can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Uh would love if you subscribe, leave a review, of the podcast. Um, You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't think you can leave a rating or review on Spotify, but anywhere you can do that. I do appreciate it. It helps other people find it as well. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week.